Welcome, everybody. I am TJ, your host for the Defending the Line podcast. We are here on episode 11. And we're just chugging along, doing our thing every week. We'll get together on here. This is live broadcast, 10 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays, every single week, as long as it's not a holiday or something like that. But uh, I think the last time I had to cancel for Thanksgiving. So um, we will go and it'll be a video recorded. Um, you know, you can come into Twitch and, and watch it all. I might actually be switching over to YouTube Live. I've kind of been looking at that the past couple of days to see if that was a move I wanted to make. So that may or may not happen, although uh, Google's in a little bit of trouble right now. So um, not really sure how that's going to go. Apparently, they're being sued by a bunch of states for being uh, creating monopoly. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe YouTube will go away. Please. Um, hate YouTube. I love YouTube. I love YouTube. Uh, but anyway, so this is all recorded live on Twitch, so you can join us there. You can jump in the chat, say hello. There is a link at the bottom of every uploaded video, at the bottom of the Twitch stream, and at the bottom of every audio recording that's uploaded as well to come to the stream, be live, ask questions, interact, things like that. There's also a link to the Discord, and there's a community Discord, and you can come in, you can chat, you can talk about different topics, break things down, things you've seen, stuff like that. You can join that, it's completely free. Um, but what I do is I do this recording and then I create an audio file. And then the audio file is uploaded to the different podcast websites. So if you're coming to the podcast now and you're listening to an audio recording of this episode, thank you. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you. I'll do my best to um, show videos and things like that and kind of explain them verbally just so that if you're a listener as opposed to a viewer, you'll still get uh, enough out of it. But sometimes that's a little difficult. Sometimes you've got to see it to believe it. And, um, you know, you can always check the YouTube channel. The links are included with every episode to view the actual video content. So um, this has been a very busy week. For first responders, a lot of stuff going on across the nation. We're going to talk about quite a few things. I'm going to break down a couple videos. And if I get enough time, there's a couple topics I'll bring up at the end, kind of mini topics, and cover those as I go. Um, there was a video I wanted to show. It was a uh, fire truck responding to a call, lights and sirens, all that fun stuff, and gets hit by a car. And I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, briefly just kind of etiquette and and how traffic laws work and things like that and so um, I may I may show that and kind of cover this again in the next episode it's going to be a little old by then and I try to keep stuff fresh within the last couple of days or so um, this content that we're going to cover is is new and so we'll go over that but um, yeah so this fire truck comes up to an intersection lights and sirens the cars are not getting out of the way. It comes along the right side lane and then it makes a hard 90 degree left at the intersection and a car runs into it. And there's a lot of discussion online about who's at fault. Um, you know, they were saying the fire truck was at fault because it crossed from the right lane all the way across. Well, here's the thing is when a, a first responder, whether it be a fire truck, an ambulance or a police car approaches an intersection, activates their lights and sirens, 
doesn't matter what color the lights are, doesn't matter what lane they're in, doesn't matter where they're coming from, they could be flying through on a hovercraft, you have got to yield to the emergency vehicle. And generally speaking, you've got to pull to the right side of the road. So all the idiots that were in the left lane and the middle lane and not leaving any room for the fire truck basically caused this accident. So um, pull to the side of the road, to the right, let the fire truck, let the ambulance, let the police car go through, and then resume. And you can even, you know, follow it. You know, as it goes through, you just, if you're already through the intersection, if you're pulled off to the side of the road and it's green, just start going behind it. You don't have to uh, ride its ass, please. Don't do that. Don't be an ambulance chaser or whatever. But as soon as it passes by, look around, make sure there's nothing else coming and then go. You know, uh, don't people, I don't know what it is with people. They just don't know how to drive. And so ultimately there's an accident car drives into the fire truck. I have no idea what they're thinking because it's clear as day. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about a few topics. We're going to go into a couple videos. Um, I want to... I want to get into these videos a little bit more than we're going to on this episode. This is going to be be very brief. Uh, five, ten minutes is generally what I give for a video, but these are kind of topics that I want to cover and I want to get into a little bit more. So we'll we'll see what we can do with it and then we'll go from there. So um, one of the videos that I wanted to show, it's very recent. It just occurred and it is the NYPD uh, active shooter at the church. Now, this video is very popular. Uh, you've probably seen it already. And I'm going to play it. We're not going to watch the whole thing. It's four and a half minutes long or whatever. Um, but I'm going to cover this video and talk about a few things from my point of view uh, in, in a law enforcement uh, sense. And we'll see. So this, this is a concert, an outdoor concert. The NYPD is there for security already, which um, if you aren't aware, a lot of these outdoor concerts, venues, things like that, they'll hire off-duty officers. Um, some departments can't do off-duty, so they'll be on duty. Well, it just so happens two of these officers are on duty or at least there when this occurs. Now, the video starts off with the shooter up by the, the, the doors. The shooter has, it was during this little kind of gathering thing. It was towards the end of, end of the concert. He goes up to the top of the steps, starts shooting, everybody scatters. And then this video is starts, it starts recording. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this. This video comes from Steven Wilson. This has made its rounds, like I said. He's yelling, kill me. He wants to die. This is a suicide by cop. He's not shooting people. I mean, he's not hitting anybody if he is. There are some people laying on the ground in front of the cop. So I'm going to just pause this video real quick. But you see, the officer is down behind these trash cans in the center, kind of bottom right of the screen if you're watching the video. If you're listening to the audio, just bear with me and kind of picture this in your head. But there is a, an officer down by the trash cans. He's kneeling. He's aiming up at the suspect who is in black clothes, and black jacket, black pants, and some sort of white hat or mask on. 
uh, to his right are two citizens, one in a yellow jacket, one kind of a dark colored jacket. And they're hiding behind this kind of green thing. Um, I don't know if it's a phone or, or what this thing is, but it's just kind of, it's on a pole and they're hiding behind it because that's it. That's all you got for cover. Um, the first few times I watched this, I didn't realize there's actually people laying in front of the officer too. If you look to the to his left, you're gonna see see the two people. Well, this guy's shooting. And he just shot right there. He kind of did the gangster swing and he shot out there. This guy, I don't know what this guy's thinking, coming out, out of the door. And now he closes the doors on the left side of the of the screen. He's kind of not really sure where he wants to go with that. That could have been bad. There's some shots fired. This is going to go on for a little bit. here is where he goes down so i'm going to pause it right here because this is the kind of the relevant ending there's more they're going to go up and they're going to eventually uh, kind of conquer the area and i'll talk about that as opposed to just showing it because it's a really long clip but um, i want to back up just a little bit and talk about things from a law enforcement standpoint so you have two officers that are close that respond I think there's even one off to the right. You can't see it on this video, but they're way down, kind of down the street to the right there. Um, when I'm watching this video the first few times, it does not appear that these two officers hit him. Um, the, the angle, just of where he was, seemed like it came from the right-hand side, so I'm not really sure. But So number one officer comes up, and he gets behind this kind of trash can set up here. Officer number two comes up behind the trash can. They're both together. I would highly not recommend both of you in the same spot together, uh, making yourselves a target together, because if he sprays and prays, you're, you don't know what he has. Um, if this had been a Texas, Dallas, Texas, or a North Hollywood type of incident where he's got a rifle or lots of magazines or or a drum magazine of 100 rounds or whatever it is, even a, a drum and a pistol, which is ridiculous, but possible. Um, he could have just started unloading on these trash cans and these trash cans are not going to stop a bullet. So, uh, you know, gotta think about tactics, gotta think about, you know, where you can be, can you get to cover, things like that. Um, I will not say anything negative about the actions of the police officers because I feel like these two are absolute heroes and anybody else that's there is also an absolute hero. And at one point, the uh, officer runs out here, grabs these two people that are hiding behind the, the, the thing and tells them to go, 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 go and get back. And then the other side they grab those people and they pull them back these are heroes these are guys that went towards the sound of gunfire threw their bodies on the line and stopped a shooter an active shooter and saved lives so listen 
officers know what they're getting themselves into when they get in, into law enforcement. They know that the um, their safety is at risk. They know that they could get shot at any given night or time or shift. They know that driving in the police car, they may get ambushed, they may get killed. Cops know this, but it's not their job to get killed or hurt or whatever. Um, and, and I really hate when people say, well, they knew what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, they did, but it, they don't deserve it and it shouldn't occur. It never should occur. It never, an officer should never get killed or injured um, due to somebody's actions. And I think people are so quick to say they knew what they were getting themselves into. Uh, I, I think these two officers knew how to respond to this situation, but I don't think they were thinking at this moment, well, you know, especially when it's over, uh, I knew what I was getting myself into. I, I don't think so. And I think that's a garbage way to think. These two guys went above and beyond. They could have stayed back. You know, when you look at the uh, part, what is the Parkland shooting and that officer just didn't go in there. I'm telling you, there probably are quite a few officers out there. And I've seen at least one of them that are afraid to commit. They're afraid to get in. They're afraid to risk their lives. They're afraid to get hurt. And these two guys went forward, risking everything. This guy could have popped out around that uh, that pillar and got a headshot on either one of them at any point in time and just got lucky and i think it's trash to say that they knew they know what they're getting themselves into they don't get paid enough they don't get paid enough to be spit on and pissed on and have all these disgusting people do all these disgusting things to them bite them and give them diseases and and viruses and all sorts of stuff so don't tell me they know what they're getting themselves into. I did it for 14 years. Um, I don't ever consider myself a hero, but I'll look at these guys and call them a hero for sure. And they they know what the, the, the risk is, but they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to be putting themselves on the line. But these two officers, they did. They put themselves on the line. They stopped the shooter, saved lives, because let's just say he just wanted to die let's just say he wanted to just fire off rounds and didn't actually want to hit somebody. Well, after a while, if officers had stayed back and didn't do anything, you know, his attitude might change. He's going to say, well, I'm just not posing enough of a threat and these officers aren't killing me like I want. And so I need to step it up. And what would he have done? Probably killed somebody, probably went up and shot somebody so as to force the officer to shoot them, shoot him. And I think people don't think about that. They don't think about, you know, they say that uh, law enforcement uh, never stops crime. And I would beg to differ. I would say these two officers right here stop crime. They stopped this guy. No one got hit. No one got killed. They stopped him so that that, that wouldn't occur. Now, this leads kind of into a topic that we can probably spend hours on. And I'm not going to cover it in depth today, but um, we have a problem in this country. It's not guns. It's not police. It's not use of force or killing by police. It's not the police themselves, nor their use of force. 
we have a mental health problem in this country. We have people that are going out, hurting themselves, hurting others, because something is wrong. Something, uh, whether, the, I don't know, something is imbalanced. There, there's something going on, and they feel the need to hurt people, kill people, whatever, uh, themselves, maybe even themselves. And so we have a problem in this country where we're not recognizing that. We're not treating that. You know, if you go back in the day and you look at some of these sanatoriums and, and all these, like, uh, you know, crazy houses, right? They, they would put people in there because they had depression, because they, had, they were bipolar, because they had uh, schizophrenia. And they just called them crazy and they put them in the crazy house and they left them there and they didn't treat it. Now we, ha we don't have those places and we still don't treat it. You know, there are some inpatient places and there's some things that you can do and go to if you're, if you're needing help and you can afford it. But this guy wanted to die. I don't know how he got the, the firearms that you can probably in New York City drive down any street pull over at any alleyway and to the shady character say, Hey, I want to buy a gun. And maybe in an hour he'll find you one. A lot of guns are stolen. A lot of guns are illegally obtained across the nation. And it's not just New York city, but across the nation. Um, I don't know how he got them. And he has two of them. And, and one of the still photos, he's holding two of them like this. He's got one in each hand. And um, I don't know how he got it, but clearly he's in distress He's having some sort of something that he feels he needs to die and he needs to, to force someone to kill him. And that's a problem. That is an issue. That is an issue with this country right now. This is why law enforcement shootings are up. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with color of the skin and neighborhoods and nothing. The majority of these shootings are people that wanted to die, that didn't want to face um, the responsibilities of their actions, and they figured that the easiest way out is to die. Or it's just the person that's just completely, you know, having an episode completely off the, off the wall, running around with a knife, no shirt on, whatever it is, and they end up getting killed by police. So we need to address this problem. I can't solve it. I'm not going to have that solution. This is going to take a lot of people far smarter than I am to come up with a solution to figure out something. And I'm not entirely sure what that solution is. I will never be able to, to tell you what that solution is. But um, we need to do something. Now, when this thing broke, when this thing happened, the shooting in New York, it was all over Twitter. It was all over social media. It was all over everywhere. And I started to see headlines. And this is kind of the thing I really wanted to talk about with this. Um, I think breaking down the video is kind of interesting or whatever. But this is what I really wanted to talk about. The headline on this article, you saw him shooting a gun off potentially shooting at people we don't know um it's hard to tell if he's shooting in the air or he's shooting across the street or what but this is what the headline read man 
fatally shot by police at New York City Church after Christmas concert. What? That's the way I read that is there was a, a festive religious concert and the cops just killed somebody. No, this was an active shooter that they killed. They stopped. He ultimately died. I don't think he died on scene. I think he died later. But this is an active shooter that was stopped by police. Why does the headline not read, Hero Cops Stop Active Shooter? Why does it read, Man Fatally Shot by Police at a Concert? What? Listen, I, I've said it before. I will say it again and again. Till I'm blue in the face, until people start listening. The media is the problem. Look at this headline. There is no reason this headline should read the way it does. All this is doing is getting people to click. And I did. Look, I clicked on the stupid article, and now they've got another check mark for their number of hits for the page. But that's what they're doing. They're doing this across the country. They're sitting there creating drama and emotional garbage, diarrhea of the media and force feeding it to you. And you're reading it and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so angry. How could cops do this? No, people need to open their eyes. They need to educate themselves. They need to get smart. They need to start listening to what's really going on, start seeing what's actually happening, and not looking at the media. The media is trash. I will tell you absolute trash. Am I part of the media? I guess so. I am a podcast. I am a I cover news topics. So am I part of the problem? Sure. But I'm trying to be the other side of the problem, the more of a solution. I'm trying to approach things at kind of a a more neutral light than possible. And I show good stuff and I show bad stuff. I'm going to show something funny here in a minute. And I try to do that to even out the playing field and to smooth things out. And I'm so sick and tired of the media going out there and just making everything a jumbled effing mess that is just overly political, overly emotional. And we we have articles like that. And I saw so many of them. I couldn't show them all on here because it was at least at least six that I saw in one day, within an hour or two of this incident, police killed man at church concert. That's what they all said. And I even posted on Twitter, don't you mean uh, hero cops stop active shooter from killing innocent civilians? That's what the headline should read. No, they don't care. They don't care about that. They are playing you. They got you on little strings like a little freaking puppeteer, and they are playing you. And I think some people, certain communities, just don't know better. They don't understand what's actually happening. They're seeing the news, and that's all they know, and they're believing all this nonsense, and that's why we're at the point we're at right now. You know, people hate law enforcement. A lot of people hate law enforcement. I'm not going to say the majority. I think the majority actually probably appreciate law enforcement. But there are a lot that don't. And this is why. This nonsense is why. So when I say 
in this podcast that we need to defend the people that defend us. This is it right here, guys. You need to go in and when you see this stuff, call them out on it. Say, hey, that's trash reporting because how it should read is this. And, um, you know, that's trash reporting because I saw, you know, from this source and this source and this or whatever, this is actually what occurred. And we're going to talk about some stuff that uh, was misrepresented here in a little bit, but it drives me crazy. So get out there, get loud, get, um, you know, into this and start showing people the truth. Now, I had read an article somewhere that this uh, this active shooter was um, previously arrested for attempted murder of a cop and some other nonsense. And um, I'm seeing a comment in chat that says he had a note and they plan to take hostages and use them as leverage. And I mean, this is a bad dude. So we're going to talk about another bad dude here in a little bit, but people need to start getting smart. Educate yourselves and then educate others. Make them see it. Don't let people be run by the media because that's the narrative we're living in right now. And we need to change that. So the, uh, what was it? Toronto police saves the day, saves the day. And this was a firearm that was recovered by the Toronto police. And as soon as this image went up, I started laughing because I, it, I was picturing in my head, if, you, if you've ever seen the dodgeball movie, I was like, the dodgeball guy, the pirate, he must have been arrested carrying this. This thing is ridiculous. And for the audio listeners, um, the picture I'm showing on screen, uh, on the stream and on the video, is a flintlock pistol wrapped in duct tape, like, like electrical tape, black tape, and it looks ridiculous. It looks absolutely ridiculous. And if you want to see it, go to Toronto Police Service Guns Seized. That's their uh, their their account on Twitter, and they show just different guns that they seize. This is hilarious. This is a funny like. I don't even know if I seize this. If I if I was on the street and I seized this, I probably would not tell anybody. Like I would just, all right, put it in my car and then drive it down to property and throw it in property and never tell anybody that I recovered this firearm because it's ridiculous. Um, it is hilarious. In the comments, if you can go make your way over there, there's 830 comments, um, 1,300 retweets of this hilarious pistol. And the comments are just as hilarious. And so uh, I would give that a, a gander. Uh, pretty damn funny. So they definitely, uh, they definitely took a a <laughs> a serious pirate off the streets. Um, somebody in chat says, "Did the Toronto did Toronto take him to the gallows?" They just might. They just might. So that was funny. That was funny. I laughed. Uh, well, a little humor in the in the podcast as well. So I figured I would show this. Now, serious, serious business. Um, I got to show this this article. And then we're going to talk about this incident. Um, I want to show the video, but um, we're, we're going to be, this is, this is a topic. 
this is a a video that we could break down a whole episode kind of like the brianna taylor episode i could just talk about it i could play 911 tapes i could um show the the uh, inside live cast and all the other stuff that's associated i'll just talk about it this time around now sean or Dre sean or stop naming your kids weird ass names so it's d-r-e-a-s-j-o-n however you say that a lot of people are just referring to him as sean um he is being memorialized honored if you will by the national football league amazing amazing he is going to be on a helmet somewhere and they are going to honor him for his injustice and they they quote down here his mother in the in the tweet he deserves justice he was a human being a son a brother and a friend he is my son and i love him we have a culture problem in this country where people do things that are very criminal and some people don't recognize that and they they just say oh he was sweet i loved him he was just uh, changing his life and blah 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 and they go on and on now i'm going to show some stuff here in a little bit but he was said to be a veteran and all these great things about him this Drayshawn or Sean or whatever his name is, he was wanted by police. He allegedly, right, did a drive-by shooting where he's driving down the street, firing the gun off, and shooting randomly at houses. Then he goes out into his car and he live streams. And so he's live streaming on the phone while he's reckless driving. Police see him start to chase him. He obviously wanted to get chased. That was kind of his thing. He must have he must have been trying to to get this to occur. And they complied and said, "Okay." And they start chasing him. And then eventually it just gets so reckless they cancel. Another officer later sees him and that's kind of where the video that video begins and like i said we can probably cover the whole video for a good hour uh, breaking down the different things that were said and, and we're gonna we're gonna cover some of that stuff um on this screen this next screen here but he gets out he runs from the police officer that is approaching so he's not quite there yet he's in the distance the guy gets out and runs. He puts his phone in his pocket, then pulls his phone back out, and he's got his phone while he's running. At one point, the phone falls. He falls because there was a taser or attempted taser deployment, and then a lot of shots. Okay. Here's the problem. Now, I I don't know who 93.1 FM is. They are amazing. Uh, this is the Hammer and Nigel show. Uh, I don't know who these guys are, but that is a, an amazing article. 
And the reason that this stuff is coming back, it's coming back up in the news, and this occurred a while back, but um, I wanted to kind of go back to it because of the NFL thing and because it's coming back again and people are starting to talk about it. Now, you read our good old reverend, Al Sharpton, and he says, I spoke with the mother of Sean Reed, a 21-year-old veteran killed last night by police in Indianapolis. And he says, impartial investigation, demanding a full impartial investigation. This must stop. Now, this is why I like 93.1, because their giant headline says, Sean Reed is responsible for his own death. Racism was not a factor. This, we've got to see more of this, please. We've got to see more, more of these outlets. And whether it's media that's on uh, television or radio or podcasts, whatever it is, we've got to see them come out and say enough is enough. And he was responsible for his own actions. Um, there was a tweet that was put up under the NFL uh, Twitter post, and you can go take a look at it. There was a lady that says, I knew the family and this shouldn't have happened. You're right. It shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have been driving reckless. He shouldn't have ran from the police. He shouldn't have pulled out his gun. He allegedly, he shouldn't have allegedly fired shots at the officer, which then led to his death. He was all responsible for his own death. There was no racism involved here. The shooting officer was black. As was he. There he is. He was black. The officer was black. This was not a racist shooting. And, and the amount of racist shootings that occur in this country is, I don't want to say zero. It's probably pretty damn close to zero. Like a less than 1%. I'm sure there is a racist cop somewhere that has shot somebody in recent years. If you go back to the 50s, the 60s, uh, that was a whole different time in this country across the board, whether it be the way people, way officers policed, the way citizens were, the way the court system worked. Literally everything was completely different in, in that time period. I don't speak for that. I speak for now. Now, yeah, there's probably one or two shootings, maybe one a year, maybe two that are kind of motivated. Um, this was not one of them. And so what we hear is, he, as he's running, and a donut operator, if anybody knows, I spoke about him on this podcast before, he does a lot of great breakdown videos. And he breaks down the shooting video where he shows a still of the video where the gun is in the waistband of Sean Reed. He shows different uh, social media stuff and things where he's holding the same exact gun. And it is this gold orange uh, slide gun with an extended magazine. And it's really, really unique looking. And it's got this weird triangle silver edge on the slide. And so he breaks it down. He shows a still as he's running from the officer. It's in the waistband. Then the camera pans out because he's holding the, the phone in his hand. And you see the firearm is not in his waistband. You don't see the other hand. I'm assuming the gun's in the hand. 
And the word is what we get uh, from law enforcement and everybody else is that he draws, he gets tased, then he fires two shots at the officer, the officer returns fire. Of course, citizens pop up later and say, no, he got shot in the back. Now, I've shown before on Twitter and elsewhere that you can shoot backwards. You, you can shoot like this. Um, I've got my gun on me, but it's loaded. I'm not going to pull it out here and demonstrate, but I can show you that you can shoot behind you, underneath your arm backwards, and still be running. You can hold your gun behind you and and fire you know out behind you as you're running and still get shot in the back so whether you got shot in the back in the front of the face and the balls wherever it doesn't matter okay what would matter is if he got shot he drops the gun the officer stands over him and starts shooting him uh, in his face or shooting him in his body or whatever or he drops the gun or he never had a gun and the officer shooting him in the back that's where it matters but that's not supposedly what occurred here but you see good old reverend sharpton lighting that racial fire as always and and telling people that this has to stop what has to stop how about these people need to stop they need to stop attacking law enforcement they need to stop pulling weapons on them trying to drive over them with vehicles and and doing all these things to police that are resulting in these shootings they need to accept responsibility for their actions. Supposedly he had some warrants or whatever. Uh, I had heard the gun was stolen, but I don't know if that's true or not. Um, if all this stuff is occurring, he needs to accept responsibility for his actions, not try to shoot it out with the cops. And he even said at one point that uh, he will shoot it out with police. He can't go back to jail. Um, it, during this, this um, live stream, he's saying some you know different things bail me out then you know but like man i can't i just can't go back to jail y'all y'all know me everybody know me i do not like jail so you feel me he, he's setting it up he's setting it up that he is going to shoot it out with police right here right here nine minutes and 15 seconds into the video he says i'm gonna start shooting they ain't gonna catch me that's exactly what he did now this great young boy that the mother says was uh was perfect and innocent and didn't do anything and everything else was a veteran all these things you know veterans can be bad people too supposedly and i haven't actually gotten the the information and if i do break this video down in more depth i'll have this content i'll, I'll request it from the air force that's what he was in supposedly he was only in for a year and he got kicked out so something occurred and obviously he didn't learn a single lick of discipline while he was in there because he's out there fighting police running from police getting wreck you know into reckless uh, driving incidents and things like that so this is this is something that needs to stop uh, again, this is not um, law enforcement out of control. The, these are people out of control. These are people that are fighting law enforcement, pulling weapons on law enforcement, trying to run over law enforcement, trying to do all these things, not accepting responsibility. So many people, 
I don't know what's going on in this country. And I talked about it already. It was some mental health issues. Um, I don't know what it is about people that cannot accept responsibility for their actions. I'll be honest with you. Our, our system, in, number one, our court system is, is lame as hell. If you get caught with a gun, you try to shoot at a cop, you try to do anything, um, you're likely to get off on some probation anyway because the court system is complete trash. But it, let's say you go into prison, into jail. It is like, it's like a hotel. It's like a vacation for a lot of people. You have a bed. You have a shower. You have cable television. You have internet. You have food three times a day. Um, there is a library. There's literally all these things provided to you, and you don't have to do anything other than deal with other idiots. So why are we not accepting responsibility for our actions? I don't know. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of it of occurring. And I think we need to we need to do something about this. To be honest, I think prison should be worse. I I'm a little biased because I'm never going to go to prison. I hope, knock on wood or whatever, but um, I hope that I never go and I won't do anything to send me there. I hope. And I know that prison is so lame that it should be worse. I feel like all prisons, if you're going to be there for 10 plus years or whatever, should be making small rocks out of big rocks. Let's go back to the old days where you're sledgehammering big rocks. Let's, you know, have some sort of physical labor, something going on. In some prisons, you know, they'll do the, the license plates or whatever and They'll have some little job they have to, you know, laundry, um, work in the kitchen, whatever it is. Give me a break. I want to see people that they look at jail, they look at prison and go, I'm not going to commit crime because I don't want to go there. I don't want to see them say what, what good old Sean Reed said is, I don't want to go back to jail. I hate it, so I'm going to shoot it out. That shouldn't be the response, and that's a cultural problem. That is, the person was raised wrong. The, the culture that they were surrounded with, and I'm not saying it's any particular race. I'm not saying it's any particular neighborhood. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying he was raised something in his life, and I'm not saying his parents were even to blame, but some sort of influence in his life put him down the wrong path where he felt it was okay to go out, shoot up houses, allegedly, try to uh, run from cops, allegedly, pull out a weapon and try to shoot out with police, allegedly. And so something is wrong in this country. Something is wrong. And we need to get past it. We need to, we need to do something about it. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the solution is. Um, we've got to do something. We've got to do something because it's craziness. Now, this video I'm going to show is a little old. Uh, it just actually popped up on on my Twitter feed today, and I, I retweeted it, and I put "yikes" um, because this is a crazy ass video. It is only a good 20 seconds long, but it is quality. It is absolute quality, and so this comes from I believe it's the Kent police in the United Kingdom. Now, 
we've talked about the UK police on this podcast before, and they do some things rather different. And you're going to see or hear if you're listening to the audio just now. Okay, what happened? So if you are listening as opposed to watching, what is occurring is there is a police chase. There is one vehicle behind the other vehicle. Um, uh, police cars, one be behind the other, and they're following a suspect vehicle. Now, I'm going to just go and play this little tiny bit of the clip. Right here. Right here in the video, the officer turns to the right, or sorry, the suspect turns to the right and kind of like T-bones the, the, the highway, and the officer balls to the wall rams this car boom boom he yells contact 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 and rams this car now law enforcement in the uk is different now if you go and you find this video um there's a a twitter account called the kent police Tactical Operations, KP Tech Ops is what the the um, the handle is. The whoever this is replying says, "Hi all, it was indeed a decision by me to make contact with the subject vehicle to prevent it from traveling into oncoming traffic. Plenty of room to my near side to avoid the collision. However, that wasn't what was required." Thanks for asking. All in officers are uninjured. What? <laughs> they demolished this car. They broadside this car so hard. Now, if I recall, the driver is on the right side. And the ass plowing that they did to this car was on the right side. In the United States this would be considered lethal. This would be a lethal action. You know, and when you look at a pit maneuver, a pit maneuver is not necessarily lethal. You do it on a motorcycle, lethal. If you do it on a vehicle at, at a, an extremely high rate of speed, lethal. A pit maneuver is generally reserved for under 45 miles an hour. And they plowed this car. They destroyed this car and, and just, and they do this. They do this all the time. They do this with scooters. There'll be a little guy on a scooter just riding along. You know, he just stole it or breaking into stuff or whatever they're doing. And these cops just plow into these people and launch them off over the hood, whatever it is, all the time. This is a tactical contact uh, maneuver. This is something they always do. I'm telling you, more power to you, UK cops, for being able to do this stuff. I can tell you um, the time is coming where you're going to lose that ability. I think your government's going to start picking up on it. You're destroying vehicles. You're destroying cars. You're probably injuring some people. There's probably going to be, uh, that's not going to be a thing anymore. 
I'm just putting that out there. I'm just telling you that's probably what's going to happen. I would tone this down to like maybe once a week. Um, I would not be doing this very frequently. And that way you can prolong the, the use of it. But as soon as you start doing it a lot and you, you start destroying stuff and people, and there was part of that video afterwards where it showed the front of the police car and it is smashed. Um, he says he did it on purpose. I, okay. I guess he did it on purpose. Um, if there was a cop car behind it with a dash cam, it would have been nice to see if he hit the brakes. Because if he hits the brakes, kind of looked almost like the, the car dipped in, in, the, in the video, but it's hard to tell. But if he hits the brakes, obviously he didn't mean to do it. If he hit the gas and he gunned it, yeah, he meant to do it. And more, like I said, more power to you guys, but I would, I would stop. I would stop doing this. Um, and and I would tone it down a bit. It, it's kind of like where we're at in the United States with shootings. Um, I think enough people, citizens, understand that there are times where an officer has to defend themselves or a third person and, and a shooting occurs. Um, I, I think if we had too many shootings, and when you break it down, and we have many times on this podcast, maybe like point zero 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 five zero 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 five percent something like that of uh police contacts end in a shooting if we had that up to like 20 percent you know that many shootings or 10 percent there would be outcries by a lot of people to take away law enforcement's guns um you know i watched a show on hbo or something i don't remember what it was called but there's it's a the scene where the officer's in the car he pulls over uh, the driver. He gets on the radio and he's like, yeah, I need to request uh, access to my firearm um, for whatever reason. And the dispatcher's like, well, you know, do you blah, 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 blah. You know, do you need it? Do you really need it? And, and he's going back and forth. He's like, I need my firearm. And then at that point, he goes to draw his firearm and the other person shoots the cop. And I think kills the cop or whatever. I think we're getting towards that i don't think we're quite there and i think it's going to be at least a good 15 20 years um, before we do see that but uh, that's kind of the the reaction of the communities that's kind of the reaction of chain of commands and the kind of reactions of the governments local and, and state and federal that they uh they don't appreciate a lot of carnage so uh i would not be doing too much of that side crashing craziness and I, I can speak from experience i have um used essentially lethal force on somebody um i was in a chase one time and um, these guys had carjacked the vehicle i'm trying to remember all the details carjacked the vehicle went and street street robbed somebody in the vehicle and then the next day they shot at another driver <clears throat> and then like tried to kill the driver and then i saw them that night or the next night or whatever and then i chased them and so i'm chasing them it was like a 10 minute ordeal and i might share that content on here one of these days i've got the audio it's actually it's fun to listen to but the pursuit turns down a street i go to pit 
hit the vehicle because I've got no vehicles in front of me. I've got no pedestrians. I've got nothing going on. I go to pit them. They try to ram me with the car. I go to the other side. They try to ram me with the car. And then I'm kind of like bobbing and weaving and like trying to get them to go left so I can go right. And I finally do. And I pit the car. And they were going a, a, a clip at that point. Um, but they're trying to use a motor vehicle against me and try try to use force against me. And it was investigated, and I found was found not to have violated any any rules or or statutes or anything. But um, that could have been bad. Um, the way I pitted, it ended up hitting a pole, and I mean, it looked like it was a full size pickup truck turned into a coupe, like a tiny two door. Um, it got crushed up, and I mean, it was I don't know what the hell happened to it. Because I saw it spinning, and I was jamming the brakes on to pull over and get out. Because at that point, I knew it's it's off the road. This is going to be a foot chase. This is going to be gunpoint. This is going to be something. So I try to pull over, and I get out, and the car is just like an accordion. Like, and the two guys are in there, and they're like, oh. And, and it, it turned into like we need to now rescue these guys and pull them out and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think we need to be careful about this stuff. Um, I think ramming a car like they do constantly is very questionable in terms of, um, it very, very well may be later defined for them as lethal force. And they should probably be careful about it. Uh, I do have a couple things I'm going to bring up. There was a question about uh, what that radio station was in the chat. Uh, 93.1 FM, WIBC. I have no idea where this is. The Hammer and Nigel Show. So that was from the Sean Reed topic. So you can uh, look them up and see what they're all about, because I've never even heard of them. But... Uh, yeah, so <laughs> uh, this little mini topic is uh, hilarious. So I had heard about this, I want to say earlier today, maybe it was yesterday, I don't remember. This article came out December 16th, so yesterday. Seattle Councilwoman votes to defund the police. Now we, we heard about all that, and I think we even talked about Seattle on here. We talked about LAPD. They were recently defunded. Uh, NYPD is up for that. Um, we're, we're seeing all this defund movement, you know, where they're trying to take money away from law enforcement and put it into community programs. And we've talked in depth and at length and beat the horse while it was just barely hanging on. So I'm not going to discuss that, that anymore. But <laughs> the funny part about this story is Seattle Councilwoman votes to defund the police then calls them for a crime, okay, that will no longer be a crime under the new legislation. The new legislation that this councilwoman wants to push, trying to decriminalize the crime that they're now calling about. Yeah, it's asinine. All that means is this is silly nonsense. There was a minor crime, and she calls to report a minor crime 
of a crime that she's trying to decriminalize of, of a department to come and help that is she she is trying to defund can 2020 or the united states be any more of a fucking clown show at this point can it be any more i try to reserve my language on this podcast but this stuff is stupid this is asinine crazy nonsense you know i i, I was a, made aware that a certain councilwoman who was trying to defund the police uh close to here also did this similar type of thing um there was another article i want to say i don't think it was new york i don't recall where it was but it was a council person that uh, wanted to defund the police and then called the police this is happening across the nation people <laughs> these people these politicians debatable that word politician these are your community leaders these are the people representing you these are the people that can uh, affect mass change they are trying to defund police they're trying to harm law enforcement they're trying to reduce your coverage trying to reduce the resources that are made available to law enforcement and then they're using the resources you know minneapolis they tried to disband the entire department and then they started getting threats and they wanted people they wanted officers to protect them i think they ended up hiring private security for that that's what we're talking about here that's it these people are idiots stop voting morons in stop allowing these stupid idiots to represent you in your district in your area whatever it is and do this stupid nonsense like this try to defund the police and then call for a crime by the police that they don't want anymore what is wrong with this clown show this is Barnum and Bailey stuff right here. This is like the the big top crazy nonsense that is occurring across the nation and it really needs to stop. Call this stuff out for what it is, guys. Be loud. Be proud to be loud. If these people can march up and down the streets and light buildings on fire, I mean, I'm not saying they're all the same, but I'm just saying if these organizations can do it, loot buildings and do all this stuff you can go out and get loud for a little while about a topic that is actually pretty stupid and asinine and i don't mean stupid like it's not worth protest i mean stupid that it's actually happening so get out there get loud get mad get you know tell these people call these people out let them know they're stupid uh one more thing i want to hit on this is a local topic that just came up today um this was this is something that's been going around for a really long time. Um, this is uh, crazy nonsense. Okay, the Elijah McLean incident, and the Elijah McLean incident is the uh, juvenile walking home gets into contact with police. There's a scuffle. There is a use of force. The officer, I think, uses the carotid technique, which we've talked about before in this podcast. But it is the stopping of blood along the side to to the top of your head to your brain it does not restrict air um, but it does make them pass out and so it is relatively safe 
it is used widely used in in law enforcement agencies widely used in mma fighting and all sorts of different things um, it should not kill you he was alive and apparently still out of control and the paramedics brought him i guess into the ambulance or whatever i don't know the exact circumstances they injected him okay and, and trying to calm him down and he goes to the hospital and i think as he's going to the hospital he cores out and he dies and so <laughs> they blame the police the police you know killed him or whatever no he was alive um, at that point so I, the police i don't even think can be in, to blame at all now there was an autopsy that was was conducted um this this chief coroner with the um with this agency the adams county coroner they determined that the cause of death was undetermined um, now this is not television this is not CSI Miami. This is not some stupid nonsense cop show where they can look at a body on a table and go, he had a chicken sandwich for lunch just by looking at him. That's not how any of this works. So they do an autopsy and they say, I don't know what killed him. Right? It's not very clear. Or maybe multiple things occurred that you know it's unclear, undetermined what the actual cause of death is. That happens. Sometimes there's going to be a, an autopsy. There's going to be more questions, and they just don't know what to do with it. Well, this uh, chief coroner came up with an undetermined, and the city council lost their minds, um, started questioning this coroner's abilities, skills, um, thought process, decision making, all that stuff, and ultimately, the coroner said, "No, well, screw you guys." I'm not going to fulfill our contract, re renew our contract for 2021. And just told them to go F themselves. And I have to say, that is great. And, and I think we, we talked about it, uh, was it last episode? I think it was last episode. We talked about being responsible for your words. That people are so quick to go out and slander and libel and do all these things to people. And they don't understand that their words carry weight. And so these people in the city council go out, speak ill of this coroner, and the coroner says, okay, cool. Screw you guys. I'm not going to renew the contract. Now, in, in I don't know if it was this article or another one I read. It was, it was ridiculous, by the way. But the city council person's like, well, we really need... We really need this coroner to fulfill the contract. And I think even the mayor sent like a, a letter to this coroner begging. So please, please renew the contract at least for a little while so that we can keep this going. And I don't know what the response was to that. I would, I would hope it's go F yourself um, because that's what I would say. But the, um, the council person or whoever it is says, well, well if we don't have a coroner next year, because we can't afford to bring in anybody else. We're just going to have to tell everybody they can't die in 2021. These are the idiots that you are, are electing into these positions. Please stop. Please stop allowing this to occur. Whether you need to, to vote for someone else or you need to run yourself. 
if I could do it, I would run for Denver City Council because it's here and I would try to uh, change things from the inside. If I could, I would run for mayor of Denver and I would try to change things from the inside. If I could, I would, I can't run for governor of the state of Colorado and change things from the inside. Um, I could run for president of the United States and change things from the outside, I guess, because that would be a pretty big position. So step up, step up, get loud, get, get in involved. Let people know that this nonsense isn't tolerated anymore. And, and if you're being victimized by it, coroner, you know, Adams County coroner, if you are being victimized, stand up and say, screw you, I've had enough of this. Cancel your contracts and cancel, you know, don't re-up things and whatever you got to do. Let these people know that their words mean something. And it, it, it will cause these people to then pause, reflect, think about, okay, what they're going to say, what they're trying to say, what they are trying to, to put out, and then they will speak. And generally, when someone pause, reflects, and, and thinks about what they're doing before they speak, it's more meaningful, it's more intelligent, it has, uh, you know, it comes across better. And clearly, these people are acting out of emotion, and they're saying stupid nonsense that has now gotten them in trouble. And please, continue to go out there, call these people out for what they're doing. I will be doing it every week on here. Please join me. You can come in here and tell me in chat or jump into the Discord and I'll pull you up into the channel and you can tell me all about some sort of topic that, that we're covering and, and that you have knowledge of and things like that. And, and Or you can go to our audio podcast um, channel on uh, anchor.fm and leave a voice recording that I can play in a future episode. But let us know, let them know, let everybody know that you're tired of this nonsense. You're tired of seeing it and hearing it. And, and you're tired of, of the, the asinine behavior of these politicians. I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. And please join me. Please join me in speaking out. So I want to thank everybody for being here. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching. If you're catching this uh, video recording on YouTube after the fact, thank you very much. If you're here right now and viewing the chat, thank you very much. I appreciate everybody being here live and interacting with the chat. If you are listening to this podcast, you probably, you could pick it up on Spotify. You could pick it up Anchor. You could pick it up on iHeartRadio. I think it's on Pandora now. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere. And I'm actually working on something behind the scenes to uh, get us out there even more. So watch for the future of that. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Appreciate you. You are why I do this. Um, I don't like just talking to myself and and then uploading me talking to myself like some crazy person. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I want you to benefit from this. I want everybody to benefit from this. That's why I go over this stuff. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we will be back next week. Let's see. I always like to say what the day is. Looks like uh, Thursday, the 24th. Ooh, Christmas is almost here. Um, special Christmas episode, maybe. 
where we come back at 10 p.m. Eastern uh, for about an hour. And uh, we already went over an hour today, but we'll try and keep it around there. Thank you for coming, and uh, catch you on the next one.